Welcome to this week's edition of Picking and Putting. We got Lucas Oil Stadium back there where the Final Four and uh, uh, Indianapolis and the basketball is going to go on. And for you YouTube people, there's Picking and Putting, you know, whatever. Welcome, Bill. We got uh, Liberty Bill. Uh, he and I are here in the Charlotte, uh, two different studios, different attics. How you doing, Bill? I'm good. I got that vaccine yesterday. So my arms, a little, I did yard work for some reason after I got the vaccine. So my arms a little sore, but other than that, one down, one to go feeling good. Okay. Yeah. All I got the first time was I, I had, um, I had a chill at eight hours and a sore arm. And then the next day I was fine. And the second one, we really didn't have anything except we just kind of felt tired. So I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, I got a shout out today. I'm shouting out Justin Thomas and Lee Westwood from the golf tournament last weekend from the uh, players because that was fun to watch. It was fun to watch Lee and his uh, fiance, and he's in a good place. And I'm just glad to see Justin climb out of a hole this year and and uh, and feel good about him. He's a nice kid and his family. And uh, he owned it. He owned his mistake. Yeah. He suffered consequence. I mean, he didn't have a sponsor on his clothing, right? He went out and won a major tournament without yeah. a sponsor on his Here, clothing. Here's what here's what's interesting about that. I'll be interested. You know, if it had been Nike, they would have stood by him. And I don't have a problem with uh, the clothier uh, dropping him. But I would take my time now. He can sign an Under Armour or a or Foot Joy. He'll he'll you watch next year. I mean, who'd be crazy not to have him sponsor because he's going to win probably five, six majors. And turn it into a positive. Like everyone's rushing to just tear people down. He had a slip of the tongue. He's owned yeah. it. He sought counseling, all that. He deserves a redemption opportunity. And he's yeah, well, great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he really does. And when we get to the, when we get to the end, I have a couple quotes from uh, Coach Smith, which are are relevant to that kind of story. Ah, good tease. Good tease. Good tease you want to get in your advertising plug? Oh, yes. Speaking of uh, sponsors, Evan Williams Bourbon, <laughs> as my friends over there have hooked me up with this vintage single barrel that I'm going to crack open at about six o'clock Eastern on Saturday night, just before the Iowa Grand Canyon game. By the way, Grand Canyon University is head good. coach is Bryce Drew, who you might recall from the buzzer beater back at Valparaiso in the 2000s. His father, Homer Drew, was the coach of that team, and his brother, Scott Drew, is the head coach of Baylor. Are so they Iowa, I'm sorry? Oh, I was going to say, are they based in Phoenix? Where are they? Yeah, it's a private university. I think it was for-profit at one time. Right. And it's based in Phoenix, and it's really grown. And actually, Dan Marley was the coach before Bryce Drew got hired there. Oh, man, I remember Dan Marley. I love Under him. Dan! Yeah, he was wonderful. He was kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's another story. Well, I, actually, okay. I wanted to... I wanted to I wanted to start off with a musical story like we always do. And I couldn't think of anything better than uh, one shining moment 
because we're a couple weeks from hearing that again, and that always gives you goosebumps. I, I went back and listened to different different schools. It it's the same. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be your school winning it. It's just it's just it's it's the ups and downs of life. Well, it's a great story. It was written in 1987 by a guy named David uh, Barrett, and he wrote it in a restaurant. He was just sitting in a restaurant waiting for a friend to come. He wrote it on a napkin. And when he got home, he sat down at the dining room table and wrote the music in 15 minutes. So the (laughs) whole process of this song, lyrics and music was done over the course of a couple hours, one, one day. And then he stuck it in his sock drawer and he forgot about it. And uh, he had, he gave it to a, uh, he had a friend of his who I should give her credit uh, Debbie and Debbie said to him, she said, you need to record this. And he said, ah, no, it's no good. She said, yeah, I'll even pay for the studio time for you to record this. So he says, okay. So he gets it recorded and he's uh, apparently he was a well, he's obviously well known, but he, he had, uh, played this for a friend of his who was Armin Katayan. Remember? Oh, yes. If I'm pronounce, if I apologize if I pronounce the no, I believe that's right, Katayan. Okay, and Armin heard it and said, "Man, that's that's awesome. I mean, that's just great song for sports." He says they should use that at the Super Bowl. So he introduced it to CBS Sports. Now this is 1987. Okay, this makes sense. He was a reporter for them back then. Right, and the guy's name, the CBS producer, director, whatever his name, Doug Toomey. And okay. All, all set up to use for Super Bowl 21 in 1987. Okay, so he got home. He said he got his peanuts, pop in popcorn, sat down to TV to watch it, and they never played it. It never came on the air. And so CBS came back and they said to to the writer David, they said, "Well." what if we use this for the basketball tournament? We think that would be really cool. And Nance, Nance at that time, I think it called the, the Super Bowl, and he recalls not, not having it there and then taking it to the basketball. So they took and it. And think of the people who sung it. Luther Vandross, I got three of them. Teddy Pendergrass, Jennifer Hudson, they've all sung, sung it at any one time. But I think the one I remember is probably Teddy Pendergrass, but I don't know who's singing it now. It's either him or Luther. But anyways, long story short, they came back and they said, well, how about if we use it in the basketball tournament? And they did. And to this day, people say it's the most famous song in sports. Yep. I mean, Coach K, who I'll give him a plug, said, yeah, you got to admit, anybody who watches that, listens to that, it gives him goosebumps, which is just true. And the what's interesting is the lyrics here. It says, reach for the sky, you know you are alive. <laughs> and Sports Illustrated labeled it the greatest power ballad of all time. One last heartfelt goodbye. Seems reasonable. Yeah. And I mean, think about it. I mean, you can hear it right now. I mean, I got, you know, here we go. Oh, Spalding. There you go. Oh. Hey, you want to advertise Spalding? Here you go. There you go. So I got, I can't do that, but I... For you people, I'm spinning a basketball. I know you're 
on podcasting. So, you know, that song, it really only works for an event like the NCAA tournament because yeah. it's a month of games, right? So it's all these individual moments and all the elation of the guys on the bench and the parents and the coaches. And I don't think you could do it with any other sport to have it be that powerful of a two minute montage video. Like NFL playoffs, yeah, you could do a montage video, but it wouldn't pull at the heartstrings like the one shining moment. Oh, hey, and you know what? I want I'm just doing a shout out right now to CBS Sports. How about you do a one shining moment for the editors of the damn thing? Good <laughs> golly. I, mean, I, I know they probably have it edited up to a point when they get to the final four weekend and then they just insert the final four edits at the end, you know, especially the final game, but good golly, I, you go back through that and that's, that takes some serious, some serious editing. It's a ton of work. And to your point, they always have a few highlights from the national title game, right? Ready to go. Oh yeah. Well, and last night, you know, Drake, Drake's game was a great ending. Michigan state, uh, UCLA. App state came back. Yeah, yeah, they App State lost by one. They Bobby Kremens was there. Yeah, they've already got, I mean, right off the bat. And I, I was interested listening to talk radio yesterday or TV, you know, PTI, and they were talking about it and saying, I wondered if I'd get into it. And, uh, you know, Tony was saying, well, I don't know. And Wilbon goes, oh, heck, I'll bet you you do. And the answer is you will. Oh, yeah. Even though nobody knows it, the saddest part is the kids. I, I was reading today that they had to ask the NCAA. Now, think about this. I'd love to hear Jay Billis talk about this. A lawyer. They weren't allowed to go outside. They were locked in the hotel rooms and they had to request. And so few, few asked if Gonzaga could go out and play wiffle ball. So the guys just got to go out and see the sun. I mean, think about that. That's got to be misery. Yeah, that's especially if you make it the whole two weeks or a month. That's why the guys had the hashtag going the other night, not NCAA property. The food was terrible. And to your point, the activities they had scheduled for them. And again, these are 18, 19, 20 year old, primarily black guys from the inner city. And they have badminton and then puzzles. Back in the hotel room. And keep in mind, $900 million in revenue is flowing. You would, th- I, I, I honestly assumed they were going to buy a PS5 for every player because that incentivizes them to stay in their room. And that's kind of a nice little gift. Here you go. Here's a PS5. I, I mean, they continue. They don't care. They're going to take this all the way until Congress forces them to change it. It's just hilarious. Well, they weren't, they, well, I read the paper this morning and the interesting parts were they weren't, they're not even allowed to, they go out in the hall and congregate, but they can't go into the other guy's room. Yeah. They have to stay in the room. And then they're getting, they're getting, they're getting tested every 12 hours. So they said Virginia, which will arrive at, at like 5 PM will get tested. And then at 5 AM, they'll wake them up and test them again. And then they play tomorrow night. I'm going, yeah, we, yeah, that's just crazy. But, um, you know, it's probably a once in a lifetime kind of event, I hope. Yeah. And I think a lot of these guys, if we, for teams that I pull for, like Illinois, my favorite player in this tournament, the masked Mamba, oh, yeah, Io Dasumu. Cool. That guy, he's, first of all, he's from Chicago. He's from public schools. 
He came back. He could have went to the NBA. He came back to get his team to the final four. So you know what? He's got to make a lot of sacrifices here, but this is his month. It's his time. And they can, they can use this platform to speak the issues of the day while also going out there and playing. I don't think I've heard some people say they should strike or not take the court. I, I think that's really unfair to ask these young guys to do that after they've already sacrificed so much to get to this point, let them play. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's overkill. If, if you're talking about the NBA semifinals or whatever, and they want to do something. Yeah. Like that. that Great example. That that's appropriate in my well, mind. I, yes. When I'm a when I'm a 19-year-old kid playing for App State, I just want to play. Yep. And I saw last night the it was so cool to see the parents in the crowd that hadn't seen their kids play all year. Yeah. And you know what? The vaccines are flowing. So I'm very comfortable with this. I really got into college basketball last weekend and yeah. I am all in for the rest of the month. Well, it'll be fun to see who there's gonna, you know, because partially because we don't know the teams there's going to be a grand canyon make it three rounds or you know whoever anybody I, but them <laughs> I, yeah i know i forgot that vcu made it as a as a, a final four in to the final four and i think that was with laranaga right the coach of miami uh, shaka shaka smart well no i think laranaga then i thought shaka he would Laranega was uh, George Mason. Oh, that's right. And Shaka went to then got to Texas. And now, yeah, Shaka's at Texas. And I actually think Texas is going to get upset by Albaline Christian. Oh, man. There's, there's, hey, for all you people, this is too late for you to do anything about it, but go with Abilene Christian. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did go back and change and put, uh, I, I picked Winthrop. Winthrop, by the way, folks, is located in the northern part of South Carolina. Just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, it's kind of like Davidson College is really in the metro area of the Charlotte market. And that coach, Pat Kelsey, has been there a long time. They were going to make the tournament last year. They actually won their conference tournament, but obviously there was no tournament. I love Winthrop. Easy team to root for. I'm curious, what do you think about Carolina, Wisconsin? That's a tight spread. That's going to be a tight game. Well, Oh, what, before you said that, I was going to say, I, I was going to say, I'll be interested to see where the old coach of Wichita State, because he was the, his previous success was at Winthrop. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Greg Marshall. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wisconsin and North Carolina, it won't surprise me either way, because Wisconsin, even going back to the old coach, they play Virginia kind of basketball. Yep. You know, foot, their feet are dug in cement. They got big guys and and uh puts me to sleep they want to score in the 50s and of course north carolina wants to score in 80s i it's the kind of game where if you see a higher score it benefits north carolina i think but yeah you know like i said i've watched north carolina and you see one half jekyll and one half hide so who the heck knows i can assure you while you're watching that game you're going to want to punch brad davidson of wisconsin in the face he is just he's He's been there for 10 years. Watch him on defense. He's always grabbing. He's always elbowing. He's just, he's dirty. He's ugly. I can't stand him. I can't stand Wisconsin basketball. I hope the heels roll. Well, he sounds like a kid who should have played at uh, a school in Durham, but. <laughs> well, they're not playing right now. So. Well, I know. So he can flop up there instead of flopping over there. Sorry, <laughs> bro. But anyways, well, you know, I, I uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I the 
the you know the first weekend it was hard as you fill out your brackets it was hard not to go chalk and um golly i you know but i i know if i had to feel against the number ones i wasn't high on now on michigan because of injury they have a key injury injury and and i just don't know about baylor um they had a long covid pause they had a long COVID pause, which can't be beneficial. And Gonzaga, I think, is gonna. I just gut feeling that they've got to walk to the four. Yep. And maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll be the Indiana of '76. I don't know. Maybe that would be. And another interesting story: Cade Cunningham on Oklahoma State is going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft, yep. and they are a four seed in the same region as Illinois, but they have the ninth lowest odds to win the national title. So a lot of people are betting on that four seed Oklahoma state to actually win the national title for Cade Cunningham to kind of be like a Carmelo Anthony of this year's tournament. So those like, because there's always, they, when they went back and they analyzed and there's always one, one, one of the final four that's above a five seed, like a six to 10. And this year, nobody knows who that is. And and could that be a Winthrop? Of course it could. That'd be fun. Nobody, nobody knows anything about them. They've got one loss, so they're they're obviously pretty good. And so the hardest part too this year is I I saw a couple, I saw Davidson. They had Davidson playing uh probably for locale, but they had Davidson play NC State. Well, no, they're playing in Texas. So I go on. That was a hard sell this year, the NIT. Yeah. To get the kids to go to Texas. And I think they're in um uh I don't know. I forget what Frisco, but I don't know what is it's out. That's Dallas. It's outside, it's Dallas Metro. Yeah, that's Dallas. And where are they playing them all at the Larry <sighs> Dome or something? I, and I usually watch a little bit of the NIT, but not this year. <laughs> well, I always think it's an inside into the final four of the NIT is always a little bit of an inside into um, next year. Yep. And there'll be somebody who's on the up and it's a, it's a springboard for recruiting. And that's why the coaches do it. I mean, if you go there, if NC state went there, went there usually and won the NIT, then it gives them, you know, ups there or Davidson's different. Davidson's a school that gets their kind of athlete. It's kind of like Northwestern or, you know, they, they go for a certain caliber of athlete, and it doesn't really matter whether they get – now, when Stefan got him to the Elite Eight, that was pretty cool. Steph. And they still haven't retired his jersey yet until he graduates. Is that right? Yeah, that's their rule. Yeah, but he'll graduate. Yeah, oh, and he's okay with it. He's not complaining about it. I just he think is. it's funny to point out he's the best well, player of all time. His mother's a teacher. He will graduate. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's, she's a – She's a really the 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 parents are really classy people. So I, I hope I've been enjoying. I've watched more Hornets games seriously this year than the last four years combined, and I've really enjoyed Dell on the call. Yeah, Dell's very good. Well, they got to get they and I, I looked up the score last night. The Lakers beat him, and of course uh, LeBron had a great game, but Lamelo had like twenty six and six. He's <laughs> he's a true superstar, and it's kind of sad for his brother to be in the league and kind of you know have that. But that's the way it works. They're yep. both a lot of money, so that's okay. He's living up to the hype of his brother, so it all works out. 
I was watching the golf yesterday. This is just off topic there a little bit, but it's always fun. The Honda is the is actually where Muirfield is Jack's tournament. The Honda is Barbara Nicholas's tournament. And everything about it, she's pushed out front because she's raising money for the children's hospitals in uh, Fort Lauderdale and in the northern Miami area, I guess. And anyways, so it's fun to watch that with the bear trap. By the bear way, trap. And my pick, <laughs> I picked Luke List based on how he'd done there in the past. Well, he went out in 75. So, Luke, if you're out there, you can't – you've already – it's too late for you to do anything because you're going to play today. But uh, betting on golf is an extremely difficult venture. I, I have you can look at stats, you can look at performance on the course before, but at the end of the day, it's golf. There's a lot of luck and a lot of momentum, and crazy things happen. I mean, look at last week on 18. If Justin's ball would have went in the water, who knows what happens from there? That was a crazy shot. Yeah. Uh, the here's the deal though. They're horses for courses, which is true for golf. These guys go out and there's courses that just fits their eye. I mean, like tiger at Bay Hill, he won eight times. Well, the other thing is these guys come into it and um, like Lee Westwood, he's just playing on fire. I mean, back in the day, if I was playing that well, I keep playing until I either miss the cut or just couldn't walk. You know, so that's what he's doing right now. He's, he's got- fun to watch right now. From what I understand, he used to be kind of feisty out there, but I just see him smiling now every time. I This week. So the last two weeks, he came in second, but he gen- – <laughs> two big paying tournaments. So he still, even though he came in second, made about $2.5 million. He won a lot of people for his follow. Then on Monday, he went down and played 54 holes Monday, I guess, and Tuesday at Augusta to warm up for the Masters really? with his son. And his son, on Monday, they played 18. His son chipped in on 18 for an 82 to beat him for the money. <laughs> and then and then the deal is, so he's playing this week. Yeah, I'm surprised he is doing all this. Well, his son's caddying for him, and then his his uh, fiance, uh, Helen Story, is they, 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 they negotiate who gets the Masters, who gets the Open, who gets the PGA? Because the son likes doing it too, I guess. <laughs> and uh, it's a great story. His emergence here. Yeah, it was funny last week. They talked about her, and they said, "Well," said to Westwood. They said, "Well, you know, you've made all this money in the last two weeks." And Helen, does she get a percentage of her salary or whatever? And he said, "If she had a salary." <laughs> He's having fun. He's not paying his fiance. He just she's apparently a sports psychologist, so she's probably great for him out there in the course. He, he oh, just, he speaking like of him. psychology, what did you think about Rory openly admitting that Bryson's distance has detrimentally impacted his game? He's been worried about Bryson and his distance. Yeah, I think I think you know these guys. It's uh, the difference is. I think that's a little bit of what happened to Jordan Speed. Mm. One, he got so much success, but then he's not as long. He, he hits it like uh, Webb. I mean, he hit, he would always hit it straight, but not real long. I mean, long to you and me, 280 yards. <laughs> but when these guys are hitting at 330 and 320, uh, and they're 50 yards in front of you. And so I think Jordan got into that same idea, and he started driving it like Phil. 
you know, in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And I, and I think that's the same thing that happened with Rory. Rory was, I mean, Rory's good golly. Rory hits at 320. Yeah. He doesn't need any distance. Nope. Um, and I think the good part of this is he came out and recognized the fact and stated that this was a fact. And so now he knows, okay, that's BS. Move on. I'm going back to being Rory. Yep. You know? Well, it's funny. If you look at it, the shots gain stats, like Bryson's little hot streak, T to green, he's doing okay. It's the putting. That's where he's really winning is putting. Well, and that's, it'll be interesting again when the Masters comes around in about a month here, because when he played in November, you know, he was going to bomb it. Well, at Augusta, <laughs> at Augusta, DJ hits the par fives with nine iron. So it's not some advantage to hit it with a sand wedge instead of a nine iron. And so the key to winning Augusta National every year is one, missing it in the right places, and two, putting. The guy who butts wins. And that's just the way it is. So I think I think he knows that. And if you watch the way he played um, the tournament players championship, he backed off. You know, I wish Phil had done that 20 years ago. He'd have won an open because uh, especially at Wingfoot, when he hit a driver in a trash <laughs> with Colin Montgomery. <laughs> Colin choked it and hit it to the right. But and sorry, Colin. But but <laughs> the deal is he oh, I forget where I was going with that. Um uh <laughs> just went out of my mind. Sorry. Oh, you just gotta straighten it out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, oh, that's it. Yeah, he 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 went to the tournament players course. And if you saw him, like he was playing 18 with what he called a driving four iron. Well, he hits this four iron 280 yards. Well, there's no point in him hitting that. Like that shot that, that Justin hit, he didn't mean to hit that shot. On 18, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Man, and if you saw that, that that was playing like a hitting it down a tarmac. <laughs> you know, that's what they do. It'll be interesting when you talk to uh, Gary Soba, the head of the Wells Fargo. They they set the courses up so fast. Like when they have the tournament here, they that, those guys from the course that plays for the normal member, when they play it, they're getting 30, 40 yards of roll that you don't get in a normal month. And, and just crazy. I remember watching Rory hit the ball. That, thinking of Rory, he had a three-wood 60. 60 degree on a, on a 480 yard hole, he had a three wood, like 340 and then a 60 degree. And I'll take you to that T and you'll look out there and you'll need, you'll need a telescope to see. (laughs) It's just crazy. You know, I, whatever. That's Bermuda. Yeah. Well, see what they do is they oversee in uh, for North Carolina, they oversee and when they have a tournament here, it's rye. So it really plays like a course up north, like bent grasswood. And that's what's the difference uh, when they have Bermuda. Bermuda is very is, is a summer grass that does well when the nights are in the 70s and the days are in the 80s and 90s. Bermuda thrives. And so um, that's why when they have like the in the south, if they're having the Ryder Cup or 
PGA or any major event. That's why you've never usually seen the U.S. Open in the South. Yeah. Because the summertime, they, they can't make the courses near as fast as they can in Ohio and California and Oregon, wherever, New York. So if you look back where the Open's been held, it's always been held at faster venues. That must be why they do Florida here in February, March, the Florida swing. Yeah. Well, who, who were your picks this week? Oh, this week, Russell Henley, Keegan Bradley, and then my long shot is Rory Sabatini. He played well last week. Yeah. And um, and uh, Keegan Keegan's finally coming out of it. He's the same thing. He struggled because of the putter. So and they, all three of them had really good approach statistics, which apparently looking at this course, that was the key metric. Yeah. Well, it's that, that and the wind. Yeah. yeah. And up to 14 miles an hour on average. Well, we got to do a shout out to the golf shop radio show. So Bill's on that with his buddies and, uh, that's on, you can, uh, it's, in the southeast, but you can hear it on uh, tune in on radio app, and uh, it's on Saturday mornings, and it's also on during the week, right, Bill? Yep, it's on during the week, and you can catch the podcast or hit us up on golfshopshow.com or golfshopshow on Twitter. There you go. Well, I got a quote this week, two quotes, as I always do, and I picked Coach Dean Smith, who for you folks out there, if you want to know about, go back to the 60s and see what he did for race relations and recruiting and stuff in, in the South. And basketball, too. Oh, he's a wonderful guy. Yeah, Charlie Scott and Bill Chamberlain at, at Chapel Hill in the late 60s. Anyways, here's a quote. If you treat every situation as a life and death matter, You'll die a lot of times. Oh, that's that's good perspective. <laughs> the other one, he said, you should never be proud of doing what's right. You should just do what's right. Oh, that's good stuff. That's oh man, Dean Smith, what a legend. If you want, if you want great quotes, there's only there's two men to go to: Coach Smith and John Wooden. I mean, man, John Wooden was. God, I wish we had a John Wooden today. He was uh, he was an amazing, amazing coach. Yep, and he even adapted to like Bill Walton. And the thing I love about Dean Smith, all the modern statistical analytics that we use, if you go back to the origin, it was Dean Smith. He's the first one to track possessions, to track all these advanced statistics. He did it by hand way back then. Yeah, well, that's probably what one of the assistants' coach's job was on the bench to just track statistics. Yep. Now that's all done by somebody fancy. Well, we'll look forward to watching the tournament. We got, I got the Tar Heels and Bill's got the Hawkeyes, and we'll both be rooting for Gonzaga, I suppose. But suppose, but <laughs> oh, I want Oklahoma to knock Gonzaga out in round two. There you go. There's a. There's a. Hey, Spaulding, if you want to sponsor, we'll, we'll use you there. Yeah, Evan Williams, too. <laughs> yeah, Evan Williams. We're calling on. Or Lucas Oil. Call yes. Him. We're in business. We're not picky.